Hello and welcome to What Have We Learned? Incidental learnings from interesting people. I'm Ben Punter here at the Edinburgh Fringe 2019. On this episode, Rhiannon and Sally, who are an award-winning musical comedy double act, Stiff and Kitsch. Uh, their show, Bricking It, is at the Pleasant Courtyard every day at 2pm in Bunker 3. That's the row just on the way down towards the Pleasant's Grand. It's at the Fringe now, so you may want to book soon because they have been selling out shows. Myself and two friends have got in. We were the very last people to get in on that day. Uh, so if you're at the Fringe, do book now. You can also find out more about them and their music by going to their social pages. It's at Stiff and Kitsch on social. That's the word and... Uh, on social media and also you can find some of their music on spotify and on youtube and kitsch is k-i-t-s-c-h or head stiffandkitsch.com so we had a chat on the wettest day in august in edinburgh uh, so we dived into the wine bar at the pleasant courtyard right at the heart of the fringe and we talk about the comedy landscape the importance of a show name and badges what have we learned with sally and rhiannon stiff and kitsch <laughs> nice. Um, Sally, Rhiannon, Stephen Kitch. Hello. Hello. How are you? Good, thank Thanks. you. Yeah, yeah, not how's bad. Your, how's your Edinburgh Fringe 2019 going? It's been good. Yeah, it's all right. So it's like, what, what are we in now? Like nine days in? Nine days in feels like we're 20,000 days in. I don't know. Yeah, the first week, I guess, is always the longest, isn't it? Where you're trying to like rework, change, fix things. And it started really early this year as well. So because it, it started in July, you yeah. have this deceptive. It, it, it is actually quite a long a long stretch but no we're getting into the swing of it now yeah. which is nice has much changed now in the last nine days from like on the 9th of August has much changed now since that first show massively a fair bit yeah, we yeah. actually we were, we were a little bit long when we turned up it, the show was running a little bit long so we cut about five minutes yeah. and um, um, a, a lot of like things have moved around I yeah, think a little so bit we restructured it a little bit a lot changed in the first couple of days those previews were very yeah. needed and very welcomed um, but <laughs> and like a lot of tech stuff there's a lot, yeah. a lot of tech stuff in the show with the, the music and with the audience or reactions to that's certain that's it you never know this. and it's when you're especially when you're working with like tracks and voiceover you don't know where the you, you don't know yet where the jokes where the laughs are going to really where the laughs come are going to come so you need to a bit more space in the songs or, yeah. or whatever so how long have you come to Edinburgh? this is our this is our fourth this year this is our fourth year last year we did a kind of a half a, a, a week long wrong like a cheat year <laughs> a little we get to come up at the fringe it's not really hard work so we did this is our third full run full mm. fringe as as to, as to, together yeah. yeah and then as visitors to Edinburgh um, I was like I came up in after drama school I came up and did a, my first year was I did audition for a play and it was a two hand all female version of Shakespeare's Henry V. Of course. Nice. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you could get a more French sounding <laughs> show than an all-female yeah. And also, you played all the other parts. The other parts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't play Henry, I played the, all of the other parts. And uh, and then you went into comedy. And then it I just thought, bizarre. wow. Uh, what's so special about an Edinburgh audience compared to other audiences when you're like, doing previews and stuff? I think it's the, um, variety, the yeah. variety. Like in London, when we do shows in London, it's a lot of people who come who I think know us and like yeah. know what they're coming to. Or even if you do stuff in like Soho and stuff, it is a very big comedy audience who kind of know what they are coming are to. signing up for. Whereas yeah. here, people are sometimes just coming in because it's raining, uh, <laughs> or you know, there's they wander in and think, "Oh, that looks like a fun name of a show. I'll go and sit in it." So they don't actually know what they're expecting at all. And mm. 
they'll have come from something bizarre and be going to something bizarre and, and maybe find your show bizarre for an hour as well. So, uh, yeah, so you're, you're warming them up a lot more and and a real range of, of ages. And, yeah, I think the demographic is much, it's yeah. much wider here. Um, people, just tourists on holidays or real hard, go, hard fringe goers who are... But it's a good way to loads. figure out, like, what jokes are, like, your... You're like gold jokes, I think, yeah. you know, and then some days there's something that will get big laughs one day, or big laughs the other day, and then you know the ones you can filter through then what yeah. it really is funny and what is just dependent on who's in the audience. Yeah, and much more. I think it's much more like a a touring audience when you when you tour, you know, yeah. you get you get much more that sort of thing. So it's a good kind of uh, precursor to that as well, warming up that. Yeah, it's you. You sort of have to um, warm them into the idea of a comedy show first of all, <laughs> and then uh, you a real range. So you get families coming and older people and younger people and, and couples. And I think it's, it's a much more diverse crowd essentially yeah. than we'd usually yep. play to. Mm-hmm. And we're learning nice. a lot this year that we've the last two two years we've done a nighttime show. So we've done like a night a nine forty like late night show. Mm where you know it's like obviously just a completely different atmosphere like people are drinking people are kind of up for a night out kind of yeah. thing so doing a daytime show again has been really interesting just to kind of the first few days we were sort of a little kind of shook by it we were like is this is we just, it's just adapting to a yeah. different I guess like a matinee yeah. every day kind of show first show of the day they're still yeah. waking up or they're still hungover from last night's show so um, so yeah so it's, it's, it's been, been a, this year in particular has been like a bit we've been kind of learning a lot from audiences and we have a little like a, a gap in the um where we can see out as people come in and it is just i'm i'm like obsessed with like seeing who's coming in and being like jo- trying to <laughs> see Figure like how do you think this like. how, what yeah. will this be like today yeah yeah um because also it's mentioned in the show as well that you, that you were kicked out is that true <laughs> yeah, is, that, is that a part of it because i know it, cause you mentioned it being a later show originally uh, yeah, yes. yeah 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 well those are it's it's all um it is true We've, we've kind of expanded the we've story. We've expanded the story a bit, yeah. And uh, uh, sadly, <laughs> it, yeah, it is just. Uh, we, yeah, no, they haven't banned us from doing late night shows. Mm. We actually are doing an earlier show because it was a new show. We wanted to we like wanted to, to, try it. to try it. But, out uh, earlier, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, we did have a, a, a drunken, an overexcited night out. Mm. <laughs> overexcited, <laughs> an yes. over and over indulgent night out um, at the end of the festival. But it's hard because you finish so late when you do a late night show, and then and then and then all of a sudden it's three in the morning, and you're like, "How did this happen?" It's impossible. This fringe time just seems to work differently to normal time. Because you're full of energy as well. You're full of adrenaline. That's as well. exactly yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you're all yeah, buzzy. Yeah. yeah. You talk and to one friend, and then it's and then everyone. Yeah. The middle and of the and night. No, like That's because thing. Like yeah, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, so the show's called Bricking It. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. So it's sort of about um, it's our kind of take on fear and anxiety, uh, that that feeling of waking up after a night out and having this this like hungover dread of oh god what have I been doing? Except that expanded to like thirty years of living, mm. um, and yeah, we kind of focus in on Sally turning thirty and uh, I guess some of the stuff that goes with that. But yeah, just generally what just all kind the of things worries are. and stuff as well. Like I, I was a very and and a very like relaxed what I would say like child teenager in my 20s I was never really nothing really phased me or stressed me out and then in the last couple of years I just started getting like this over like sense of just worry about everything I started worrying about everything people Mm. hell everything (laughs) I don't know where it came from it just sprung up out of nowhere and 
it was sort of that thing I was like what, what is this and is this something that just happens when you get older or have I just avoided it for 30 years and now I'm lucky. like I was lucky I was... and now I'm like doomed uh, with it so it's that kind of thing and that sense of and the sense of like worrying about things everyone worries about things and actually I guess there's no real answer to that because there's no there are things to worry about there's never going to be like a yeah you can never solve all, every problem so it's how do you kind of yeah, I guess what deal with that or like to live day by day yeah. and then kind of and where's the origins of that start from like this time last year the end of the last year's fringe how well, far like, back does this idea go well, well that's the, the, we had lots of discussions about this when we were writing because I've always been a crazy anxious child like mm. my poor parents when I was a kid um, going on holiday was a nightmare because I didn't like flying but I also didn't like ferries uh-huh. I wasn't great on you know like cars and trains I just it, it was a, I was a pretty impossible child so I've always been very anxious about stuff nervous as a kid but yeah certainly Sally I've it was in the last yeah. like I went through then this phase last year where I just turned into like a complete hypochondriac like it was it was and extreme I, and I am a hypochondriac <laughs> but it was like unreal and I just was getting, convincing myself I was like I was like constantly going to the doctor and there was nothing wrong I was just I don't know what it was and that really took me by surprise because I'd never ever felt anything like that before I was like and I kept being like do you think maybe it's just like you're stressed it's just anxiety like, like but, no, no but I'm phys- there's something not. physically wrong with yeah, me yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't comprehend that it was just like being anxious about things because I just had never experienced it so I was like it can't be that it's it's definitely something else. Mm. And you, you cover all those sort of subjects in throughout the songs and the sort yeah, of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also the good thing is, is that the, all the songs kind of, you can take them out and have them standalone songs yeah. and they actually still work on their own. Yeah. On their own. Well, we kind of, kind of consciously tried to do that this year because our previous show was um, a much more of a story and the songs sort of were very the embedded story in and, and, and kind of moved the story along and they weren't very like yeah like alone like set pieces on by themselves a few of them yeah. were but not really so we wanted this year to have that because I guess doing comedy as well you always want to be able to like gig, gig stuff and do little sections from things and yeah, like the yeah. last show we didn't really we weren't really able to do that as much because it was very much a set piece yeah, the whole yeah. thing they made yeah. sense in context of the show but hope these ones are a little bit more here's an idea and here's a song in it and yeah and with the writing of the show how what what songs takes the longest to write? Which songs oh, took the longest? Yeah, and then also what song takes the longest to learn? Oh, wow, well, we were learning them right up to the deadline. <laughs> we were still learning some of them. Um, what was the hardest to write? Well, the first song we wrote was the Fear song. We wrote that really early on, which, actually. Yeah, was, yeah, that was really early on, which is kind of encompasses all the... Yeah, the crux of everything we're worried about, and is uh, is fairly all early on in the show sets everything up. So we wrote yeah. that one, and that was quite easy to write. Uh, maybe just because we're terrified of everything, so it, it came quite easy. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe the hardest one, I think, might have been. Blue. Yeah, we changed that the blue song quite a lot mm. because also we hadn't, we, you know, we were written a lot of the songs, and then we were trying to find like the kind of story and the journey, and and then you kind of get to that point. And it, you don't know yet what where you're going or what you're trying to say. So, and it felt really important to get it right because it was about that kind of you know the, the feeling you have of like oh I don't feel great, uh, but it's not it's not big and dramatic. It's just a kind of small little. It's mm-hmm. a feeling that you, you're trying to explain. So we talked a lot about how we wanted to approach that, and that took a lot of reworking. Lot, yeah, and also the final song. We always oh, always yeah. leave our final song to like. Like, like the very the last, very last like too minute. late. Uh, like some people day off to preview, <laughs> last preview. Just like we did about three previews with without, no final without song a fi- a because you just wanted to kind of 
tie everything together and have a kind of a nice message, or yeah. not, not message, but a nice kind of uplifting ending. Yeah. And something that made sense for the show, and it's hard when you've not written the when whole you've not show written to know what the end of the show is. <laughs> yeah. You tell people back out into the, 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 you know, the sun or the rain, and you go, like, yeah, you, what was that? Yeah. 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 That's yeah, what yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That was kind of the last one. The and then we got, ba- yeah, and then got badges made for them as well. We got badges made, got badges yeah. Made, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Like, like, you can now take away that message and now you can like actually <laughs> take away that message. Like, <laughs> Literally, it's yes. It's just nice. I think, like, because I think what's important for us doing our shows or writing, whatever, is that we get a lot of people coming up to us afterwards like with the kind of being like, oh, we that, that happened to me or I felt that or I did that. And there's a really nice kind of sense of people feeling that they're not like alone, alone in their yeah. kind of in their anxieties or their worries or their whatever and and I think that's kind of what we like with our audiences always they're so lovely and like they really are and people come time and time again which astounds us every time someone turns (laughs) up and says I've seen you three times before you think oh that's uh, incredible and and yeah yeah, we like to kind of build a bit of a community around it as much as we can so who's uh, your inspirations musically and comedically and musically comedically well um in terms of musical comedy, a massive fan of like Tim Minchin, Bo Burnham, Victoria Woods. Yeah. Uh, there was a sort of slightly eclectic taste, but I think Flight the Concords, you kind of mesh them and you find somewhere in the middle there might be where, where we sit. Yeah. Um, they're all absolute geniuses. And I'm a massive fan of like sketch comedy as well. It's kind of my th- thing. So I love a lot of like, I love, I mean, I love a lot of the kind of American like SNL stuff and like mm. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler yeah. and just kind of like those kind of women who are just sorry just being silly doing them doing them and just like silly and fun yeah, and not yeah. not and that kind of just relatable fa- idea of they're just sort of can not represent but you could relate to them more than I guess other people or not not comedians but in, in other areas or other in- industries or entertainment industries that you can't really find a relate relate to as much yeah so they are great I think what's especially great about them is they're uh, you know, women in comedy, it's obviously people talk about it quite a lot, but like they're not afraid to be big and silly and ugly mm. and yeah. over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Make themselves look good, like idiots, and I think we like that. Yeah. We try and do that a bit in yeah. what we do. And especially the, 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 the people that you mentioned as well, they are sort of known for being big and out yeah. there and yeah. doing them. Yeah, and that's really it. Like, it. yeah, and not being afraid to not trying to fit a mold or fit a certain mm. thing or, or be cool. Or, try, or yeah, not trying to be cool or trying to be like have a uh, be like deeper sincere or have important things to say they're just be and they're they're still saying important things through just being silly and fun and yeah being, and, and and having yeah so where do you guys meet we met at drama school yes but we weren't in the same year and we didn't really know each other we very didn't. well at school you one, uh, one of the guys that i was flatmate it was in Rhiannon's class so we didn't know like we didn't see each other yeah, I mean the, the lambda's very small yeah. so you you see everyone in the in what is now they've had a lovely new building now but when we were there it was like a tiny little common room that about 200 people would descend upon yeah, yeah we didn't know each other very well it was only after we left we started doing these musical comedy cabarets with friends of ours that ran them and, and then yeah and then it was actually it was really it was that fringe that, fringe that, that where we kind of that was where it all went wrong yeah <laughs> <laughs> so where the, where the name Stephen Kitch come from We've everyone asks us this question, and, the and we, answer- we should be able to get a good answer by now because we've been asked it probably fifteen times. But uh- it really comes. It really came from it. Like we had a dead. Like when we applied for Fringe first, we had nothing. Like we had no name, no concept, no comedy. So we literally had just this deadline. We were trying to, to come through so many like dumb stuff, 
and then it was just trying to think of words that we'd been like described as or or I don't know. We didn't want to be called Rhiannon and Sally because that's really hard to say. Mm. And O'Leary and Needs. O'Leary and Needs have worked too well. So, so yeah. yeah, I guess Rhiannon uh, has always been I've kind been of kitsch. kitsch. My stepmom says I have kitsch corner in my house because it's sort of slightly <laughs> tasteless mm. items of, yeah, kitsch. And I think I'm stiff because uh, I've been, oh, I get joked a lot about how I'm not able to show emotion. <laughs> 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 it's like my, the Irish aren't very, lo- aren't very like a, outwardly emotional <laughs> people. <laughs> I think uh, actually on stage we probably slightly switch personas. Like I'm much more the kind of serious, mm. straight one, and you're you're a bit more kooky. Yeah. And, uh, mm. So it, it works on two levels, so I guess. Stiff, <laughs> stiff and kitchen, all of us. Is there a, like a in the landscape now generally? Is there like a, a lack of double acts at the moment? Um, I don't know. That's like in musical comedy, particularly, I guess there's quite a few up at the mid. Well, there's well, like, like mainstream wise. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's like I guess there's like Garfunkel and Oates are a big one in America. Oh, I guess they're yeah. I guess there's, there was like the heyday of um, yeah. Dawn and French and mm, yeah, uh, I'm not Dawn Fran- French and Saunders. Dawn and French. Dawn and French. That would be. Yeah, French and Saunders and um, like Mel and Sue and all of the. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I don't know who's around at the moment. Maybe it's us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ant and Deck, but they're, not, they're not really comedy, let's be honest. <laughs> That's true, actually. Yeah, like a kind of co- presenting double acts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, there's a lot up at the fringe this year. We've been and seen. Uh, it's still have, like, Chris, I guess you've got Vic, Vic and Bob and all that kind of stuff. You still yeah. have. They're still good, but they're all, again, yeah, different. I know, like a. More common wise. Yeah. yeah. But, but you think of the old. The, the, old, the old Moldies, the yeah. originals. Um, so for those who want to come to Edinburgh for the first time as a visitor what yes. do I need to know a visitor, a visitor. I've never been before um, wow. coat and pack yeah. a big rain jacket because <laughs> yep. you will yeah. be getting rained on mm-hmm. um, I would say like the book like you know, listen like let's see who you like have a list of who you want to see whatever but I would always leave spare time because yes. you, yeah. you, you you will hear like word of mouth is massive um, oh, it is, and you'll see, you'll turn up, and, and there'll be something that's got a real buzz about it, and you'll want to try and get in. That. But also, go and see some really off the wall stuff. Yeah, like go we, and see some free fringe, or we saw the other night, like we, you know, because we oh, see yeah. so much comedy, because we've some all of our friends are in comedy, and because we come from a theatre background, we see a lot of theatre. But we love seeing like circus, and we saw like cabaret and stuff like that. That we just have that's just got a completely different skill that we mm. have no. Was, yeah. we, don't we were just flying for it on the street, and usually you ignore flyers and you know run for your life. But um, but we got chatting to this girl who was flying for yeah. the show. We took it, and it was it was mad. It was yeah. it was completely wild, but. Um, um, that's what you want at Fringe. You have to see some stuff that you really wouldn't see anywhere else. You wouldn't yeah. take a punt on. And yeah. it has that kind of feeling when you when you do when you see something you're like you can't almost earn it, not uh, own it a bit. Yeah, you think, yeah. I just not I not I didn't I discovered this act, but like I saw this act first at people we know. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah, know yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Is it is yeah. like yeah. Um, I mean, it's so overwhelming. There's so much. There's so much on, but so, find a good mix. Like I yeah, and like. And, and, and we all like even if somebody like that if just take one chance of somebody just randomly firing you and be like I'll just mm-hmm. give this a go and also there's so many companies that you know the audiences are so small of so many things like if I always like going to things that you just because you want everyone to kind of have the chance to have the audience that they that yeah. their show yeah. everyone d- like kind of deserves an audience and it is hard to get the, the audience yeah. so 
and also I would just take a chance on things. Lots yeah. of snacks because lots there's snacks. no time to eat and food is expensive. Yeah. Um, delicious, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. in the words of my mum, just like never, yeah. never be like, without a snack. walking shoes, those hills. I'd say I, I was like, I would say I've lost a stone since that video. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I haven't, but um, <laughs> I've mentioned it on other episodes already. It's a, little, it's a very old Lee Evans joke. If you're going anywhere in Edinburgh, you go up a hill. Yeah. If you're coming back, you still go up hills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, is is that it is. It is, um, it's always. Uh, and for those who uh, want to come to Edinburgh the first time as a performer, mm-hmm. what do they need to know? It's, I mean, I would always say go for it. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just yeah. do you'll, it. You'll find like a solution to all the problems. I would say just be pre- do, like be prepared that it is, it is tough. It's really you hard. Have, you, but you'll have good days and you'll have bad days. Like I think any, whatever level of company or whatever. Absolutely. Get you a will team just around have you, that. Um, like trust and who yeah. can support you because it's it's I think especially hard if you're doing things on your own. Um, look at look look at location. I think location a big of thing venue. is location of venue. I think even if it's a you know a I mean, less well known less known venue or not one of the big four or whatever, if it's in a good location, you'll get people in. You'll I, get I think football. sometimes when they're further out, you just won't get the footfall. I don't think unless people know you or, or people have heard of it or something. And I do think sometimes it, in your first year, a catchy name is good. Yeah. Because we, we went, our first show was called Adele is Younger Than Us and loads of people came to see the show <coughs> just because they were like, oh, that's a funny yeah. name. We quite like that. And and then once they've seen you, they know you're, in the, you're on your radar, then um, that kind of I would also say see things in your venue make in your friends venue or yeah make friends with people in your venue but also see things that are in the same kind of bracket because like, yes, we, yes. we came up our first year and we just saw so much musical comedy and some of our like closest friends up yeah. here are all the other musical comedians and then when you have that kind of little pool of people they'll see you they'll recommend you and then and then you've got audiences that come to all the musical comedy acts through just recommendation also just in a practical sense um, get someone to proofread your flyers because we've spelt our own name wrong on a right. mm. bunch of flyers also just double check the size of posters because <laughs> we uh, got the wrong size posters yeah. one year and just double check addresses because <laughs> we've had our flyers and posters sent to the wrong address on several occasions so those are just yeah. some practical things to think about and also I think another one is which is like less about the show is like I, I just think if you're doing it on your own if you're doing it like a uh, one man or one woman show to have some sort of support network like yes. I just I find I don't understand I just never know how people can do it completely on their own because mm. it can be such a, a lonely place up here if things aren't you know you can have an amazing fringe or you could have a tough fringe and if you're on your own you don't have that kind of just support around you, you st- it, it can be like a a lonely place and you can talk yourself into like yeah yeah m- like despair don't but read reviews although everybody reads reviews but only people who read reviews are you the audiences won't yeah and be realistic about money, I think, because mm. don't come up thinking, oh, well, if we budget on 90% capacity, we'll be, you've got a budget on... <laughs> I mean, to be honest, we've, I don't think we've ever put a budget together because <laughs> we're useless. We just go up and go, I guess we're going to lose all this money, but let's hope for the best, and uh, usually it works out all right. But, no. yeah, be realistic with that because there's nothing worse. How does that sit with people in that you, you come here as a performer and you put on a show knowing full well you might you make a loss yeah because yeah. most lots of companies do even you know big big names because PR and stuff costs such a lot but I guess there's a justification that um, you're reaching a really wide audience and mm. you know it's the place to be you meet lots of people um, like before we did it like my agent always sat down like asked they were like what are your reasons for doing it and I think well I don't know with any kind of job a theatre job I would people always say that like does it does it pay you mm. does it bring you enjoyment or will it like further your, your career. career and and I think if you have two of those 
it's then it's worth doing, worth doing. <laughs> if you have one of those it's probably not if you have and I think with the fringe you've got to enjoy it you've got it. to enjoy it you've got to really really enjoy it and also it is an amazing place for meeting I, I d- people meeting it's people just and brilliant and seeing stuff and, and if you love the arts which I think everyone here does mm. then it's where you want to be you know we we always talk about taking a year off and then it gets to the deadline and we're like, oh, one but more year, go one more yeah, year. we just want to go and yeah, be in no, the mix def- with everybody. And mm. Definitely don't do it for the money and I, and I no, guess expect no. to lose the money. you got to do it for the love of it. Because there's costs that will just creep up out of every, cor- every corner yeah. <laughs> that you don't notice. Uh, so what's next for Stiff and Kitch? I don't know. We'll get through this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we survive the month, uh, maybe uh, sleep for two weeks yeah. and then... We'd like to this year... I focus on more online stuff mm-hmm. yeah and getting more like videos like videos or just online stuff out there just kind of reach that wider yeah, audience absolutely we're um, hoping to to bring the show back to London maybe yeah. tour a little bit so that we'll be doing some live stuff yeah gigging, uh, gigging around but um, yeah we want to do some more music videos and, and yeah even write some kind of short form stuff and where and where can they find the stuff online we are at Stiff and Kitch on uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Facebook, YouTube. If you search Stiff and Kitch, you'll probably find yeah. us. We, uh, we have a website. We have a website, <laughs> Stiff and Kitch. Uh, we have our last show on Spotify and iTunes and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so yeah, can, yeah. So you can stream us. You can stream us if you want to listen to that. We hopefully we'll get this uh, this show recorded and up as well at some point yeah. in the future. Um, and yeah. generally just find us proper at the bar somewhere <laughs> yeah. like in life. <laughs> <laughs> and who are you excited to see yourself this year? Who are we excited to see? This year? We've, yeah. We've seen, we've seen a bunch we've already, been, which we've been, Because we finished at three o'clock. We have quite the quite evening. Of the day it's ahead. amazing, yeah. yeah. It's mad. Um, we've seen a lot of our like friends. Is kind of, you kind of want to get all, see all your friends. So we've got a lot of like musical comedy, people that work in musical comedy. Like, we love like Harry and Chris, Flo and Joan, all those kind of people. Yeah. Um, are a giant good bear. good bear. A lot of like, we're a lot of, a lot of the double acts kind of stick together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been my, my friends saw Good Bear down at the Pleasant's Tendo. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. And um, they said it was superb. And they love that, it, that it's actually one of the jokes in their show is now in the top 10 jokes, I think, in the stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, they, um, they're they really great. Yeah, yeah. They're really, and, love, and done, lovely boys yeah. as well. We've done important. like a joint flyer. With ourselves, Good Bear Giants and Janine Rooney, just because we are all friends, we all kind of have a similar, a similar taste, vibe to show. Yeah, to know what to see up at the fringe. So we yeah. were like, if you like this, you might like these. And uh, we've had lots of people kind of coming between all the shows, and that's been that's been really nice. Yeah, we work a lot with Janine Rooney as well, who's doing her debut stand-up hour. Um, so yeah, that we well we've seen that well, we've, we've seen, seen that, that about fifty yeah. times. <laughs> well, Shannon, Sally, different kitsch. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you Thanks so, much so much for having us. us. Cheers. So thank you to Sally and Rhiannon, Stiff and Kitsch. Their show, Bricking It, is on at the Pleasance Courtyard every day from 2pm all the way up until August the 25th of the Edinburgh Fringe 2019 in Bunker 3. So do book now because they are selling out. And you can find out more about them and their songs and on their social medias at Stiff and Kitsch and all head to stiffandkitsch.com. So, what have we learnt? We've learned that Edinburgh audiences has a touring demographic. Fringe time is different to normal time. Let your audiences take away your message. Literally, we want badges, people. Plan ahead, but don't overplan. 
and do seek out similar shows. Get a support network and have a good show name. Money is nothing, but location is everything. It's tough, so be big, be silly, and be yourself. Oh, and bring a coat. Bring a coat.